This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. The issue of the homeless. Dominic Carter here, Red Apple Podcast 77 WABC. I have never understood why, when I started in journalism in 1985, the homeless problem was a major issue back then. And it remains that way some 40 years later. The latest issue, as the number of homeless families spike, those families are being denied vouchers because of an arcane 90-day rule. In other words, you have to have 90 days of being homeless, 90 days of being tortured, before you can receive a homeless voucher to help put you and your children in an affordable apartment. With us is Christine Quinn, the former city council speaker who was nearly elected mayor of New York. She would have been New York's first woman mayor. Miss Quinn is the president and CEO of an agency called WIN. Wynn is the largest provider of family shelter and supportive housing in New York City, operating 14 family shelters and nine supportive housing facilities across the Big Apple. Ms. Quinn, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on to talk about what is a real crisis in our city. Yes, a real crisis. And so, Explain to me what's the latest that because you've been doing wonderful work for a number of years on the issue of the homeless. What is this latest issue that that is leading to the problem? So we have two things going two or three things going on all at once. One, the eviction moratorium ended. Right. So we knew more people, families and singles were going to go into the shelter Two. The governor of Texas has just done this horrible thing of abusing refugees and putting them on buses and sending them, you know, to New York, something we could never have anticipated. But we have a policy in place in our shelter, a longstanding policy that says you have to be in shelter 90 days, three months before you can qualify to get a housing subsidy, a voucher that helps pay your rent 90 days before you can start looking for affordable housing. So that's three months that's wasted, three months where our housing coordinators aren't working with you to try to get you and your family set up in housing. And if we had changed this a year ago, two years ago, 
I believe we would have we would have fewer people, fewer families in shelter right now and not be in the crisis we're in as it relates to the refugees. But we could change it right now. It's a city regulation. You know, it's just a city rule that the Department of Homeless Services has in place. They could just easily, with the decision of the mayor or the commissioner, repeal it. And interestingly, when Mayor Adams and Jessica Katz, his chief housing officer, announced the mayor's affordable housing plan, Jessica said this rule was getting repealed. So my question is, why was that promise broken? So I want to make sure, Christine Quinn, who is now the president and CEO of WEN, I want to make sure that I heard you correctly, that I'm understanding this correctly. So if you're in the unfortunate situation, let's say a, a mother and her children right now, right. of being homeless, yes. you've got to be stuck in that situation for 90 days before you can get a voucher. Yes. And this is kind of a vestige of the Katra Giuliani eras where homeless people, even families with children, even people fleeing domestic violence, were kind of seen as, you know, criminals or con artists. And the thinking is, well, if we make them wait three months, they won't come to shelter. If we give them housing options right away, too many people who need housing are going to come to shelter. The illogic of that statement is, you know, is just roaring. The job is to get people housing, to get families stabilized. And to put it in perspective, there are more children in shelter tonight than there are seats in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. That is not acceptable. And if we make this change, and there are other changes we should make too, we can start moving things more quickly and getting people out of shelter more quickly. Right now, a family on average stays in shelter 15 months before they get out. Think if we even reduce that by a month, nonetheless three. So one more time, you said there are more children in the homeless New York City homeless system right now than yes. the capacity crowd at the Barclays Center? Absolutely. Absolutely. More children 18 years to younger to zero to newborn than there are seats in the Barclays. So and is, is it accurate? I, I'm still stuck on that. But is it accurate that your agency, when that you are serving nearly 14% more homeless New Yorkers compared to just January? Yep, absolutely. We are the largest provider of shelter to homeless families with children in New York. And I mention that because what we experience is statistically significant. And our number of people we're serving has gone up 14%. But a third of all the families we're serving right now, today, A third of them don't qualify for housing because they haven't been with us yet for 90 days. This is crazy, Christine Quinn. Crazy. This this is crazy. Right. Right. And it's really just this vestige of let's punish them. They're in a bad situation. Domestic violence, lost a job, maybe a mental health issue or, you know, coming back from an addiction. And let's punish them. Make them, you know, earn it. It's a horrible way to run a system that is designed to help people, or should be designed to help people. So 
with the New York City housing market, some would say is out of control. Rents are starting out for one bedroom, four or five thousand dollars a month. Has the problem gotten a lot worse? And is it going to continue to get worse before it gets better? There's no question that the um, amount of affordable housing, however you define affordable housing in New York City, has shrunk and that rents have gone up. Now, in response to that, one of the final acts of the last city council was to pass a piece of legislation at Wynn and others urging, which raised the amount of money you get in a voucher. The prior amount for a family of four had been about $1,500. That was the equivalent of the average rent in no apartments no neighborhoods in New York City. We've raised it to about 2,200, goes up every year. There are now close to 30 neighborhoods where the average rent matches that amount. So it's not easy, but it is also not impossible, but it takes time and searching, and that's why we need this 90-day rule gone. And so I'm just curious, when you, you and I both know when you left government, you could have gone on to make a lot of money in the private sector, and that's not what you did. You went immediately into helping the homeless. I've known you a long time, and I've never known why. Why has this been so important to you? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Well, you know what? When I left government, I wanted to work on women's issues. I wanted to work on urban issues. I wanted to do something where I was of service, but also could use my experience to advocate and change systems and structures. And one, that's what I love to do. I love to organize. And two, you know, I was raised in a household where I was taught that your life was to be of service and that you were to give back. And I was lucky enough to be in government a long time, learn a lot, and I wanted to put it to use to help people in need, particularly women. Well, we're glad that you're doing what you're doing because, you know, I was looking at the website for when and the photos that are there really touch your heart when you see the children. When you see the children. Talk to me, Christine Quinn, about the children that Wynn is dealing with. And from my point of view, you're making a tremendous difference, the organization. How do you see it? Well, the staff is making a tremendous difference. There's no question. You know, last year we did a study to see how many of the families that we had placed had returned to shelter, and 81% of the families we had placed in affordable housing were not back in shelter, which is really a very good number. I want it to be 100, but 81 is something present something to be proud of. You know, being homeless is a trauma to a child, and it's the trauma on top of being evicted or domestic violence or sexual abuse and poverty or whatever else that child experienced. And if you don't address that trauma, it's just going to grow and grow. 
And statistics show that one of the biggest factors that leads someone to be a homeless adult is having been a homeless child. So that's why when we have really this diverse and holistic wraparound programs for children, we have a camp all summer, a steam-based camp. We have a, it goes also on all school days off. We have special social workers for children, recreation, homework help reading circles, stuff that really gives the kids an opportunity in a safe space to share, but also to be part of a community because they get bullied at school but to, and because they're homeless kids. To be able to come back to the shelter and really feel part of a community makes a difference. Because remember, these kids and their moms have been said no to and had so many doors closed in their face. That's what they learn to expect. And we want to change that. We want to help them learn there are people who care about them. Talk to me, Christine Quinn, about the stereotype of being homeless. The stereotype, it happens to be the mentally deranged man out on the street. But the reality is the homeless are women and children, correct? Absolutely. 60 to 65% of the people in shelter right now are families with children. And that stereotype exists, in my opinion, because, you know, the New York Post and other racist publications go out of their way to stereotype and put images in their papers and on the cover that are going to scare people and create an us-them effect, not bring people together. But we're lucky at win. We have almost 3,000 volunteers who, in a host of different ways, reach out, you know, work and reach out and help our families. Christine Quinn, explain this to me. I only have a few minutes left here, and thank you so much for joining us. But here, here is the question that I have for you. So when I started in journalism, 1985, the homeless problem was out of control. Here we are 40 years later, close to 40 years, and the problem is as bad as ever. Why can't the city of New York or any community for that matter, why can't we put a serious dent in the homeless problem? I just don't understand. Because from day one, the city of New York has tried to manage the problem, manage it off of the cover of the newspaper, manage it off of the television news or the radio. We need a mayor and a governor to say we're going to end homelessness, not manage it, end it. And I hope Mayor Adams will be that mayor. Interesting. So I want you to come full circle in a second, but I'm curious in your answer to this. What has been the best part of your job for you on a personal level working with homeless families? I mean, the best part is Twofold. One, when I get to go to the shelters and talk to the moms, spend time with the kids and see the staff, because our staff is wildly overworked and totally underpaid, but they are so dedicated to these families. And these moms, you know, they don't pull the covers over their head in the morning, even though they, they could and maybe they, you know, have a right to. They get up and they they go to work. 52% of our moms are working. They help their kids with their schoolwork, et cetera, because they're moms. They can't just, you know, sit around. And that's, that's inspiring. Okay, so now the flip side. 
what has been the worst part of your job working with homeless families? The worst part is, um, you know, on my uh, phone, on my email, I get what's called incident reports when things have happened of a different nature. And when I get one that's a client, particularly a teenager, has tried to kill themselves, that is the worst part. Thank God we've had no successes, but just to know that someone's situation has pushed them to that brink and to also know that it's going to be hard to get them mental health services, that's the worst part. And you've got to, even when you're off, the buck stops with you, you're the CEO, you actually receive incident reports like that? I do. I do. I mean, I guess I could not, but I want to. Right. That's the type of personality that you have. You're in in charge of things. I close this way, Christine Quinn. Go full circle. And what's going on right now? Why the system is not working? What's the latest problem? As I conclude this interview, why things are are getting worse right now as opposed to better? Well, we didn't prepare for the end of the eviction moratorium, and we could have, but the de Blasio administration did not. So that really kind of swelled the system. Then this influx of refugees, we have 137 refugee families that win, is not helping the situation at all. And we need changes made. We've seen some changes, but not enough, and we need those made quickly. Christine Quinn, we thank you for joining us and we thank you for your years of service and for always fighting for the little person. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care, Dominic. Bye. And that brings this segment to a close. Folks, if you are interested in my book on my life growing up in New York City and overcoming numerous obstacles, the book is titled No Mama's Boy or My Bobblehead Doll. You can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com. All one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m., midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, 77 WABC. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall.